This is Live on Purpose Radio, episode 488, the most important time to actually break the rules of communication. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I have presented before five powerful strategies for effective communication. You might think of these as the rules of communication. These five strategies, I'll go over them quickly, but I also want to give you an opportunity to get a PDF copy of these five powerful strategies, just go to liveonpurposeradio.com forward slash communication. And I will send a PDF copy of these five powerful strategies right to your inbox. I think you're going to enjoy these. You can use them as you teach your kids or train your team. Five powerful strategies. Here's what they are. Strategy number one. Don't be a bear. Now, I know you're not a bear, but don't show up snarling with your claws and your teeth bared. This puts people on the defensive. See, we have a natural fight or flight response in our brain. In fact, our brain has two primary jobs to keep us safe and to prove us right. Both of those are going to get in the way of effective communication, by the way. And so when I say don't be a bear, check your face, your voice, your body, your posture, and just see if you're showing up as a bear. Because if you are, it's going to shut down the communication quicker than you can even say anything. So so notice that. Don't be a bear. That's rule number one. Here's rule number two, or strategy number two. Don't see a bear. (laughs) It's kind of funny because one of my clients is a veterinary hospital in British Columbia. And we were doing a training on communication. I got to this rule, don't see a bear. And they just started laughing because they actually see bears in their facility as patients. So unless you're a veterinary hospital that sees bears, Don't see a bear. Sometimes when someone comes at us or when we're interacting or communicating with someone, we see a bear. They've got their claws and their teeth bared or they're snarling at you. Usually that means they're in pain, in some kind of distress. And it probably doesn't mean that they're going to eat you for lunch. Okay, so... When you're interacting with someone, if you can get yourself to look past that or to remember that they're not really a threat to you. See, that's the key, because when you perceive a threat, you go into fight or flight mode, and that's where the communication breaks down. So that's strategy number two. Don't see a bear. Now let's go to number three. Eliminate the noise. 
Eliminate the noise. Cut out as much noise as you possibly can. Now, when I say noise, I am talking about everything in the environment or in your mind that interferes with the message that's being communicated. And it might be physical noise in the environment. It could be a jackhammer. It could be a helicopter passing overhead. It could be the buzz of the air conditioner or the blaring of the television. All of these things create noise and interfere with the signal. There's what we talk about, the noise to signal ratio, okay, when we're talking about this particular issue. And if there's too much noise, it interferes with the signal. So get rid of as much noise as you can. What this might mean is putting down the phone, setting it aside, because even if it's not making physical audible noise, it's creating distraction and interference from the communication that's happening. So that's number three, get rid of the noise. Number four, listen, 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 listen to understand. Now, the letters in the word listen are exactly the same as the letters in the word silent. And that's significant. We already talked about the noise, but sometimes you're being silent and not really listening because you're thinking about your rebuttal or you're coming up with just the right thing that you're going to say in response, or you're looking for that little lag in the conversation where you can interrupt or you can jump in, you can take over the flow. So this rule has to do with pausing. Just put your own agenda on a shelf for a moment and focus on understanding that other person, okay, what it is that they are trying to communicate. If you can effectively do this, then after they've shared whatever it is that they're sharing, you'll be able to say, okay, okay, so what you're saying is, and then you'll be able to give it back to them in a way that they will recognize it as what they actually meant or intended. Sometimes we think we understand. But until they're satisfied that we get it, we're not there yet. So listen to understand. When I do couples coaching, and that's fairly frequently, this is one of the primary things we work on. Postpone your own need to be understood until your spouse is satisfied that you understand them. This is powerful, you guys. Listen to understand. And Stephen Covey taught this as well. When he did communication training and leadership training, first listen to understand. And then number five, express to be understood. The goal here is the same as in rule number four. It's understanding. When it's your turn to express or to be the sender of the message, you want to do that in a way that is clearly understandable. And notice here that the goal is not to express to persuade or express to convince or express to rebut what was just said. It's to be understood. So you want to clarify and encode that in language that is easily understood. 
you want to present it in a way. Remember, don't be a bear. <laughs> uh, check your voice, check your face, check your body. Are you calm? Is it pleasant? Are you snarling? This all helps you express to be understood. Your goal is not to convince them. Your goal is to be understood. So that's a quick overview of those five power strategies. We've done some other episodes around communication. And again, you can get a copy of these five at liveonpurposeradio.com forward slash communication. I'll put it right in your inbox. I've got a PDF copy of these five strategies. I think you'll like to have that. Now, the purpose of today's episode is to get clear about the most important time to actually break the rules of communication. And that is when you talk to yourself. I'm a psychologist. Let me reassure you, you're not crazy that you talk to yourself. Everybody does. Sometimes we even answer. And that's the part that I want to emphasize. When we're talking to ourselves, when it comes to self-talk, I want you to interrupt rudely if necessary. Forget the listening step for a minute. We should do more talking to ourselves than listening to ourselves because that's when we get into trouble. You think about the times when you'll hear in your own voice, oh, I don't think I'm good enough. I, I don't think I, I can do this. This isn't even possible. This seems hard. Tune into it. Have you heard some of those things going on? Now, this is where I want you to throw away the rules of communication. Forget about listen to understand. This is your chance to interrupt and take over. There's a lot of reasons that we won't get into on this particular episode about why those particular voices pass through our head. The important thing here is for you to take over the conversation at that point. You jump in now, interrupt, and start telling your brain what to think instead of listening to what your brain already thinks. Remember, I, t I told you earlier, your brain is supposed to take care of you, to keep you safe, and to prove you right. So whatever you already think is what your brain's going to try to hang on to and continue to find evidence that that is, in fact, the case. And that gets us stuck all the time. So that's when I want you to break the rules. Now, when you interrupt, what are you going to say? I am going to share with you next five practical phrases that you can use. Try them today. Try them out to interrupt your own thinking and get back in control of what direction our brain is going. So here they are. Let's start with this one. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, that's polite, too, right? But you're going to interrupt when your brain says, oh, I don't think we can do this. You're going to say, thank you for trying to take care of me. I've got this. <sighs> can you say that? Yes, you can, because it's probably true. 
when your brain jumps in and says, I don't think we can do this, it's probably because you haven't done it before, or this is a new venture or something you don't have experience with. And so your brain is just trying to take care of you and also prove you right. So when your brain says something like that, you can say, thank you. Thank you, brain, for trying to take care of me. Appreciate it. Now, you go sit in the corner while we take care of this. <laughs> All right. So you're taking charge of the conversation. Here's another one. And that's okay. This is a phrase that you can attach to the end of something that your brain tells you. Something like, well, we probably aren't going to make it by the deadline. And that's okay. Now, you're going to notice with most of these phrases that you'll have a little bit of resistance. That's okay. It's just your brain trying to prove you right and take care of you. All right. So notice that and you can use the first phrase. Thank you, brain. We're trying to take care of me by resisting this new thought when you say, and that's okay. Most of the time, folks, it is okay. Uh, oh, I think, I, I don't think we're going to make that deadline. Let's go back to that example. And that's okay. Because what if you don't make the deadline? That's okay. There, will there be consequences? Yeah. And that's okay. See, every choice has a consequence, and we learn from our consequences. I, I might get hurt, and that's okay. Look, you can pre prevent yourself from ever getting hurt by living in a fallout shelter. I saw a, a wall hanging once. It was a cross-stitched seascape that said, a ship in the harbor is safe. But that's not what ships are for. So are you going to get bumped around and bruised a little bit as you go through life? Yeah. And that's okay. See, the thought that, and that's not okay, has us hunkering down in ways that aren't particularly helpful. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should go out there and take unreasonable risks. But I am saying you're going to experience some, some of life here as you move forward. And that's okay. That's your phrase. Okay. And that's okay. Now let's go to number three. Or not. My favorite time to use this phrase is when my clients are saying, oh, Dr. Paul, you've shown me some different ways to think. I just really need to change how I think. And I say, or not. Now notice what happens in your brain when you use this phrase. Or not. It's like, well, but I want to do that. Okay, I'll get behind that all day long. But notice want to and have to are very different experiences. So I want you to use this phrase or not to interrupt your thinking whenever the theme is I have to or I should or I must or not. And that creates a whole new possibility in your brain. It's going to take you down a different line of thinking, a different energy. Have some fun with this. When, when you're feeling trapped or stuck or compelled, I have to do this thing. Or not. You might choose to do it anyway, but then you'll be in a whole different energy. I love that one. Let's go to number four. I can handle it. 
This phrase comes from a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Dr. Susan Jeffers. And she pointed out in this book that at the root of every fear is one common belief. I can't handle it. And think about it. In pretty much anything that you're afraid of or where you experience that anxiety or fear is based on some version of that belief. I can't handle it. We're going to interrupt. Don't listen to your brain on this. Your brain doesn't know if you can handle it or not. Think about it. You've already handled absolutely everything so far your entire life. Now, I might get a little pushback on that as you think, well, I'm not very proud of how I handled it. I could have done a better job. Yeah, when is that not true? We can always imagine something better, and we tend to judge ourselves fairly harshly about that. But at the end of the day, you've already handled everything so far your entire life. You have a 100% track record. So let's interrupt our brain when our brain tells us, oh, I don't think I can handle that. Thank you. Thank you, brain, for trying to take care of me. I can handle this. I can handle it. How would you feel if you believed that? I can handle it. What would happen to fear if you were to practice that belief more consistently? I can handle it. The bottom line, you guys, you can handle it. That's coming from a professional psychologist. So do with it what you will. Let's go to number five. What if? We have to be careful with this because what if is also a trigger for I can't handle it. When when we're in anxiety mode, we think, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if I don't make it? And then your brain kicks in and says, I can't handle that. So it's not the question that's the problem. It's the answer. I've already given you a remedy for that. Let's use what if a little differently. So in the context of interrupting our brain, what if means, I know, I know it's probably not possible, but what if it were? This is how I want you to use it, okay? When your brain tells you that we can't get this done on time, you're going to answer, yeah, I know. I know we probably can't get it done on time, but what if we could? Do you see how that changes the energy as well? What if it were possible? Well, I can't afford that, but what if I could? See, then your brain starts to work on how. What would it take? What, what can I do to accomplish this thing that my brain was telling me is not possible? What if? What if it were? We're not going to make it on time. Well, what if we did? This is really hard. Well, what if it were easy? See, we're, we're taking the opposite and putting it in there as a possibility our brain is then activated. When, when we get stuck in the traditional way of thinking, the I can't, for example, I can't, what if I could? When you think I can't, what's the next step? There isn't one. So this creates a brand new possibility. What if I could? What would it take? See, now our brain is activated and there's lots of next steps for how can I, as opposed to I can't. 
I hope you find those helpful. Here's a quick recap of the five phrases that I'm giving you to interrupt your own brain rudely if necessary. Thank you. And that's okay. Or not. I can handle it. And what if? Hope you can use those. Go have some fun with it, you guys, and share this episode with anybody that you think would appreciate it as well. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating, too. It's time now to live on purpose.